If you want to learn anything about federal acquisition and contracting, a good place to start is the National Contract Management Association. That influential group has a new CEO. Craig Conrad has long experience in financial management association leadership. I caught up with him at the Government Contracting Management Symposium in Crystal City. This is an organization that is ready to grow. Uh, what was very exciting to me when I was looking at this opportunity um, was talking to the board and seeing how energized they are about the future. So they're ready to grow. They're ready to change in service of their mission and recognize with that that we have a need to serve the future. Uh, That was exciting to me. Uh, It's very difficult today in the association space uh, uh, to to be competitive, uh, to be bright, to be sharp and relevant. This board is what attracted me to this organization because they want to serve that. They want to be sharp and relevant. Now, you're an association guy, but you're specialized. I mean, you came from financial services associations before this, and that's somewhat related to contract management. That is to say, you weren't in the iron ore association or the uh, trucking association. I mean, it was it's financial. It's financial, certainly. Well, my background started uh, uh, in uh, uh, banking, investment banking, after undergrad. But when I got in the association space, I clearly wanted to leverage my subject matter expertise, which is in the area of corporate finance and corporate risk management. Uh, from there, it, 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 uh, it went on to other areas. And certainly my last uh, post, as it were, was with financial risk management with global banks and asset management firms. Uh, I believe it translates quite well into Mm -hmm. contract management, not in that their core function is identical, but this concept of risk management. Uh, I see us all having a role there. And when you look at the contract management profession, no matter what is they're involved in in that acquisition, the big A, if you will, uh, they're going to have to have a risk mindset. Yeah, and I I think that came out in the keynote yesterday with General Alexander, who talked about cybersecurity to contract management people, and you're seeing in federal contracts the requirement for supply chain risk management. So in some ways it brings a lot of issues together via the contract. Indeed, and so our members need to be aware of this, of course. They may not be the requirements gatherers at all times, but if they're informed of what the expertise is that's required uh, along the, the risk management functionality, whether it is related to cyber or supply chain or other areas, they can be more informative and add to the value that's created in this process. So you're four weeks into the job, but there's already a strategic plan that you worked out with the board. Tell us, and you mentioned it has four elements. Let's briefly go over those. Indeed, and, and this was actually work that the board had done prior to my arrival. Uh, my goal is, and, and my charge, is to ensure there's alignment within the organization to be able to fulfill on those strategic objectives. But there are four key strategic imperatives. Uh, The first is membership, growth and retention. We need to make sure that we're relevant to this to to the profession uh, to be able to grow in service of our mission. Do you have a sense of what percentage of the people eligible from the government throughout the country might even be involved with NCMA? Uh, We do have some insight there, but within my first four weeks, I don't know that I have great clarity. But there's there's headroom there. There's headroom there. And recognizing that we're at the center of both the the industry and government uh, side of the equation. So government is incredibly important, certainly. Uh, That's where the mission stems from. But we also represent the industry side. The federal contracting side. Federal contracting side, indeed. Uh, the, The second imperative is around the brand 
that we have. We certainly need to make sure that the world recognizes our thought leadership. We have a tremendous amount of thought leadership out there. We just need to make sure through our brand that we're getting it out there and telling the world why it matters and why it's relevant. And how do you do that as an association? As an association, we start with research. That's, that's the view and when I start looking at how I, I affect the plan, so to speak. It is really to draw on the research that's out there and to create our own types of research that say, this is a profession, and how do I map that profession back to what's relevant today and what will be relevant next? As you know, the president's uh, management agenda has a lot to say about uh, everything in government. Contracting is no different, so we need to make sure we can represent that agility. Uh, the next is in the area of uh, our ANSI accreditation. Uh, our, we are currently a standard-setting body stamped by ANSI. Uh, what that means is that we follow the best practices in establishing standards. Next up for us is the contract management standard. Uh, what we are doing is demonstrating, indeed, that this is a practice. This is a true profession rather than a trade. Uh, what that means is that we're providing value along the way in, in serving the mission of the federal government. We're speaking with Craig Conrad. He's CEO, newly installed, of the National Contract Management Association. And on that point, I think there's college-level requirements in order to be a contracting officer. You just can't ordinarily come up from the GS4 ranks and all of a sudden you're managing billion-dollar contracts. That's correct, and that's within the government side. There are requirements, depending on if you are in... Uh, DOD or otherwise, uh, FAI or the FACSI is a requirement to get up to level three to be able to have certain uh, abilities to serve in a contract management function on behalf of the government. In DOD, they have something similar with DEWIA uh, with the same concept, the same conversation, which is to demonstrate that you know the practices and you're going to serve the mission well. We stand broader than that. We look at a portability concept where we pull from what industry learns and how it can help support the mission, at the same time draw in what the federal government practice of contract management can add to this equation. So portability is goal number four of the strategic plan? Por portability certainly fits into goal number four, of having that ability to help someone who's in the contract management profession be agile, learn from both sides of the equation, whether in industry or government, to better serve the mission. And... Uh how do you go about, or is this part of the plan or part of the thinking of the board, making it seem not just a profession, but an exciting one? Because it doesn't come top of mind. It's not exactly being an astronaut. Indeed. Indeed. Uh, well, that is certainly a challenge. That's still part of the branding initiative or our strategic imperative. We need to connect back to what we do. You may have heard in General Alexander's conversation about how do you compensate someone to work for the federal government when we have such a strong mission and more often than not we can't tell any about anyone about what we're doing. Well, that's what we need to draw on. We need to draw back to that personal connection to how wonderful of an opportunity it is to serve the American people. That's how we're going to get the excitement back into contract management. And you mentioned the commercial side, and you do have the federal contractors as part of NCMA. Companies, manufacturers or service companies, have their own methods of acquisition and contract management and some of that is regulated under different federal contracts. But in general, are there practices that can be maybe a little bit more overtly translated over to the federal side from the commercial side? Are there lessons each other can learn, and will you bring that more to the fore? 
Oh, indeed. Uh, certainly to be clear that uh, on the government side, you really have the FAR and the DFAR if your government right. are, 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 are And OTA now. Exactly, and OTA and all the others. Uh, the, and and ac- acronyms are so much fun for me since uh, I'm not coming directly from this space. The, the advantage, I would say, that you can bring in from the industry side uh, is, is that it is practice agnostic, if you will. So you know the standard, you follow the standard. It should be the same whether you're in industry or in government. What industry should be able to inform is that element of agility. So now you can go back in and say, where does the FAR fit? Where does the DFAR fit? Where does OTA fit? But what is the true practice underneath all of that, underneath the regulation uh, that allows good practice to happen? And new people come in, the first thing they usually do is change the website. That's part of the uh, plan also? That's part of the plan. We've heard members. Uh, it is not the best out there. Uh, it is certainly not best in breed. Our goal within the next couple months is to be able to launch what's been in works right now, a complete modernization of our systems to be able to serve members where they are uh, with content they want when they want it. Craig Conrad is chief executive officer of the National Contract Management Association. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive on Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.